magic maker, Kelsey Foremost here, host of Find Your Magic, the podcast where mental health and entrepreneurship meet. I am feeling all the warm and fuzzies today because it's November. It's my favorite month. It's my birthday month. Um, And it also is sort of the kickoff for the holiday season. Halloween is my favorite holiday. And I always feel like November is sort of when you move from the Halloween, like celebratory excitement into that sort of slower paced time where you get to really slow down and indulge in a lot of time with loved ones, but also in a lot of treats. If you are like me, November is my official green light to start eating all the cookies and all the cakes and all the pies and all of the fancy kinds of warm flavored lattes. And I gotta be honest with you, every year it kind of catches up to me. And I'm not talking about how I look, I'm talking about how I feel feel, which brings me to today's guest. I am so excited to welcome my dear friend from middle school and high school, certified nutritionist, Lindsay Surowitz. Lindsay has an incredible blog that I've watched blossom over the last 10 years. It's called weeknight bite. She started it in 2012 as a hobby, just something that brought her joy while she worked in corporate. And then it took her interest and she ended up getting certified as a nutritionist. And then from there, I've watched Lindsay just create this incredible company where she's been able to help so many people live a healthier lifestyle that isn't about overhauling everything you do and everything you eat or some big old giant program. Lindsay's specialty is really helping people understand how to adjust in small ways so that habits stick for real life, which if you're anything like me is really going to come in handy this holiday season, but it's beyond about just learning what you should be eating to be healthy. What you bring into your body actually has a huge effect on your mental health and on your productivity at work. We talk in this episode about the gut-brain connection, how food affects mood and creativity and your hormones. There's so many things that really depend on us being able to nourish ourselves in a way that is consistent and just overall makes us feel good. So Lindsay's going to give us a lot of really practical tips on how to introduce some good habits into our daily life again, without being overwhelming or weird. (laughs) Um, And then Lindsay also really generously opened up about what it's been like to be a new mom. She has a son named Noah who is turning two this month. So happy birthday, Noah. She's opening up about what it's been like to be a new mom and an entrepreneur and those feelings of imposter syndrome that can sometimes creep up on her about thinking, gosh, well, I'm spending most of my time being a mom, you know, Noah's two. So really COVID has been his entire childhood and she hasn't brought on help. She's been able to invest her time in her son, which is a beautiful, beautiful thing. But she also talks about the importance of carving out like a day a week or just some time at the end of the day, or even during Noah's naps where she can 
reconnect with herself, reconnect with her creativity, reconnect with her passion so that she's able to show up as a better mom and able to show up as an entrepreneur and ways that she adjusted her business so that she could be sure to continue to be there in the way that she wants to be there for her son. So beautiful, vulnerable conversations that Lindsay is sharing with me today. I'm again, just so humbled and grateful um, that she opened up and chose to share these things with me and with you. So with that, please welcome my good friend, Lindsay Surowitz of Weeknight Bite to find your magic. Magic makers, you are in for such a treat because my childhood friend, Lindsay Surowitz is here. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie to you, Lindsay. I debated starting this episode with one of our old cheers, but I couldn't remember any. Oh my God. That's so funny. I bet they would come back to us. Like once we thought of one, they'd totally. all come back. It's really funny because I feel like all the Gen Z like trends and stuff are about the time when we were in like eighth, ninth grade, yes. like, the crop tops and the chokers and the like totally. two streaks of blonde right in the front of your face. And I was like, they're the boots with the skirt. Oh my God. I wore my fluffy pink Ugg boots I know. to the ground Yeah, with our like plaid <laughs> uniform skirts. Oh, which we tried to make like clueless chic, but we yeah. just ended up looking like, like poor man's Harry Potter reject. We tried. We had uniforms, you guys. And it was like the, the thing to try to get away with wearing something that wasn't the uniform brand because they literally could not have picked a less flattering oh, yeah. or like more itchy, heavy fabric for our uniforms. Totally. So we would like go to the mall. We would go to fashion Valley and we would like try to get Abercrombie and Fitch polos. Yes. <laughs> or even like taking the uniform skirts. I remember like cutting the tops off and putting like lace on them. Oh like, my God. Yes. That was so creative. <laughs> Very creative, which actually is a perfect segue into my first question. You and I were chatting a little bit before we hit record about that, like urge to be creative that I think truly is the spark, like that magic thing that fuels anyone who decides to take the leap to start their own business. Like, I don't think anybody is like, oh, I'm going to start my own business because I want to have a business. People start a business so they have an excuse <laughs> to like do the thing that they want to do anyway and try to get paid That's for it. so true. I mean, it, yeah, you hit the nail on the head because really with my business, at least it didn't start as a business. It started because I was feeling so uncreative in my day-to-day -day working life. I was in like the corporate insurance world in my cubicle Whoa. and I was just so... <laughs> uninspired that's and literally like the the textbook worst situation I can think of yeah. like corporate like, insurance so not, so not me I mean I can't <laughs> hang on insurance that much because Mitch is in the insurance business my whole yes. family is in the insurance it's a great stable business oh but we need insurance adjusters like if you're an insurance adjuster thank you for your service go with God not but, my jam yeah, I mean it's so not what I feel I was meant to do. It was just like the eight to five. 
And then after five, I'm like, what can I do to feel creative and inspired? Mm. And I think that's what it is. It's like, you find these hobbies that you love and then you have to figure out a way, okay, how can I do this? Yeah. That's such a good point. The best business ideas start as fun hobbies. Like I really do think that that is true. The thing that you're doing anyway, after work, where you're not even thinking about it, and it's giving you energy, like right. those are the best business ideas. Totally, where it doesn't feel like work. It's just something that you can do into 2 a.m. You're like, whoa, where did the time go? Oh my gosh, you completely, completely. Yeah. And I can so see that in what you created with Weeknight Fight, which was what year? Because I was trying to remember, like it's been a long, it's been time. A long time. So I started it in 2012. Wow, and- wow, wow, wow. It was so different back then, you know, compared to what it is now. Yeah. So at the time I was living with like two of my best friends from college roommates and I had started, I loved cooking, like nothing fancy, but just throwing together easy meals and all of our friends would come over and our place was the place that like everyone would come after work and we just have dinner and we'd all catch up. And so I had friends that weren't that into cooking that were like, Lindsay, teach me how to cook. Mm. so I was like well let me make a little website I'll just like go online and put something together and then I can put all my favorite things to cook on the website and then you guys can just find it there and honestly I thought it was just going to be like my friends who were looking at it (laughs) and so um when we were coming up with a name I asked my roommates I'm like what should we call it it's all easy weeknight meals and then one of my roommates was like weeknight bite and so wow thank you roommate Yeah, I got a free logo online. I started my site. Honestly, I had no idea what I was doing. I posted it. Which is great. Videos at the time. Yeah, yeah, they were like 10 minute videos, which no one has the attention span now for that. It's like 30 I was going to say 2012 though. I would have sat there with my notebook watching YouTube a hundred percent. Yes. So I basically made the videos and they weren't, professional I would edit them on iMovie and I for some reason wasn't nervous making them because in my head I was like oh it's just gonna be my friends watching this yeah and so I posted my first blog post I I published the blog with one post on it which had I known like oh you should probably have you know like (laughs) 10 things on there so people can go through but I just did it. I wasn't thinking about it. Honestly, I think it's better because if I had tried to make it perfect, I would have never completely analysis paralysis is the cause of death for so many business ideas. Yeah. So that's kind of how it started. And then I started adding more and more recipes to it. It was like breakfast, lunch, dinner, sweets, everything. And then things have changed a lot since then. Um, you know, it's been nine years and it's like got married. Now I have an almost two-year-old. And so it's a lot more of like lifestyle content, healthy family stuff, kid-friendly recipes, how to make it through your pregnancy. So the name Weeknight Bites stuck. And there have been times that I'm like, should I change the name? It's not really about weeknight dinners anymore. But I still think it absolutely applies to what you're doing because everything that you're putting out there, it's like, I forget your tagline, but yeah, it's like that very approachable, easy, by the way, you guys, if you look at Lindsay's blog or her Instagram, don't get intimidated by the pictures because they're freaking (laughs) gorgeous. I've made so many things. 2012 photos and see how it started. Then you're intimidated. Oh my God. 
I, that would be a very fun exercise to go back to the beginning. <laughs> oh my God, almost a decade. That's wild. That's Isn't wild. That I know. But so don't get intimidated because I've made so many things off of weeknight oh. bite and especially your desserts because I'm gluten-free and dairy-free. Oh, it's perfect for you. It's perfect for me. And we'll talk about this more in a second, you guys, but like, that was one of the best things I ever did for myself was figuring out what foods gave me inflammation or like made me feel sluggish because eliminating those two things from my diet truly was like one of the most important things I think I've ever done for myself. And we're going to get there, but, uh, don't want to gloss over. It's really, really easy recipes, even though it's super pretty. So you should definitely like actually dive in there and give it a shot. So what was that magic moment for you when you went from like side hobby, doing this for fun after work to actually like studying to be a nutritionist and thinking like, I actually think I want to make this my full-time gig. So when I had started weeknight bite, it was all, like you said, quick, easy, approachable meals. And they just kind of happened to be healthy because that was the way that I was used Mama to. Mama Lisa. I mean, yeah. I will always remember when it was her snack day. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, it was like a charcuterie board of, of from the gods. <laughs> you know what? Yes. My mom like is such an inspiration of weeknight bite because she does not like to spend hours in the kitchen. So it was like, okay, let me get in there make a healthy meal in 30 minutes and like make it look super easy and effortless. And so that's kind of how I learned to cook. And my parents have always been really healthy eaters. That's how I grew up. And so without really thinking about it, I created this blog that was a lot of healthy recipes. And as you know, more and more people started reading the blog, I would get questions like, how do I eat healthier? Like, I want to make all the things that you're making, but I just like, you know, I don't know where to start. And I feel like I don't have a healthy diet. And then it started clicking like, oh, it's a healthy blog. I didn't realize, you know, this is. Yeah, no, it's true. One of the best ways to look for guidance of what direction you should go in for your business is what questions are you getting asked? Right. Like, what are the pain points that people are coming to you with? Exactly. So Um, there was a time that I left my insurance job. I was an underwriter. I left, I went to cooking school and in my mind, I was like, I want to be a chef Mm, and hard life wasn't what I wanted. I mean, I tried it and I loved learning more about cooking and I loved like getting people together over a great meal, but something was missing for me. I ended up going back into insurance. And I kind of felt like this failure, like, oh, I'm back. I can figure it out. And all my friends that I worked with would read my blog and make my recipes. And one of them was like, let's all just like do a makeover on our health and like, you can lead it. And so instead of us bringing in like bagels and donuts into the office, everyone would take turns on bringing a healthy snack or a recipe from weeknight bite. I love and that. I started doing these little like challenges within the office where, um, people would kind of keep their food journals and submit them to me. And I would see what they were eating and give them feedback and, you know, just encourage people instead of grabbing your soda at lunch, yeah. get, you know, just like little tweaks that you can make.
So magic makers back when I was freelancing full time and I only had one-on-one clients, I was in such a pickle because I really didn't understand how I was going to be able to scale my business and be able to actually make money without literally putting more hours in my day. I was so burnt out. I was so exhausted. I didn't know what to do. I hated having to hunt for clients every single month. And I am not exaggerating when I tell you the best thing I did in my business, looking back over the last three years is create a signature digital course. And I host that course on Kajabi. Kajabi is a sponsor of this podcast, but I would talk about them till the cows come home anyway, because they literally completely changed the way that I do business and have allowed me to pursue the projects that I really want to pursue because I just make money on autopilot. Now my course is out into the world. It was so easy to create and launch because not only do they have the best customer support I've ever seen in my life, but you can actually build marketing funnels and email funnels and like anything that you can possibly think of that you would need as a support for your online course, it's already on Kajabi and they show you exactly how to do it. So if you're like me and you're technology averse, Kajabi is literally the best option for you. And I shopped around and I'm so happy I landed with Kajabi. It's the number one, most trusted knowledge commerce platform for a reason. So if you want a 30 day free trial, head to kelseyformost.com slash Kajabi. That's kelseyformost.com slash K-A-J-A-B-I. I think that that's the biggest misconception about living a healthier lifestyle is that it has to be this giant overhaul. Like that's not the case at all. It's little small choices and changes, little changes. So things that we could work on together. You know, if you have a 15 minute break, instead of just going outside and like sitting on your phone, let's go in the stairwell and we'll do a couple flights of stairs together to get like your heart rate going, things like that. And then I think a light bulb just went off and I was like, oh my God, I should go to school for nutrition and really learn about this. And then I can really work with people on their health. And And you were already such a natural at it. My gosh. It just like hit me. And I came home and I told my husband, Mitch, and he was like, okay, let's see how we can make this happen. And so it was almost like after I had decided that I couldn't even wait. I just wanted to leave and just fully go for it. But it was a little nerve wracking. And so I tried to do both. Like I started doing this online, um, distance learning nutrition program that was based in Berkeley, but they had an online option. So I was doing that at night after work and I was trying to keep up weeknight bite. And I was like, I just can't. That's a lot. That's a lot. So I decided to do it, like take the leap and just go for it. And it was kind of a fake it till you make it situation where, you know what they all are. Yeah. Every situation is a fake it till you make it situation. Yeah, so there's like, no such thing as being like, it. yes, there's no such thing as being knowing all of the things and being perfectly cooked before you actually start. Mm-hmm. The only way that you get experience is by actually getting experience. Exactly. And so as I was going through this program, I had someone that I went to college with reach out to me because she had seen, I was posting all these different nutrition things and recipes. And she followed me on weeknight bite. And she was like, Hey, can I be your client? And I was so, you were like, 
pay me money to do the thing that I do anyway? I was like, oh my God, I can't tell her she's my first client, but like, I have to act like I know what I'm doing. I went so above and beyond. I love this. I remember making her this like beautiful binder with like printed out meal plans and the recipes and all of these handouts. Like I did more for her than for anyone <laughs> because I was like, I just have to make her think I know what I'm doing. I totally and, get it. <laughs> and what I realized is even if I didn't fully know what I was doing, I probably knew more than the people that were coming to me for help. hundred percent. they were resonating with like the things that I was sharing which is still what I'm sharing, like easy, simple, basic health tips that like, you don't have to change your whole life. You can still eat your favorite foods. You can still go to your favorite restaurant. You just have to figure out like how to find that balance and how to make over some of the foods that you're craving. So like, you're still satisfied, but you're having it in a healthy way. And so it kind of took off from there. I so love I was that. doing like one-on-one coaching for a while. And then eventually I moved it all online. I mean, it's changed so much, but we can get into it, but yeah, no, it's so, that's such a good point. Um, I think that one thing that we don't allow for sometimes in this space is change. I think that we sometimes are told, especially as women, that it has to be this like perfect business model and like a proven path, but in actuality life happens. And I love love, and I don't want to gloss over this, that you went to cooking school on a hunch that food was the industry you wanted to be in, but then you had to go back to your corporate job because that wasn't quite the thing. Mm -hmm. And then you go back to learning about nutrition because you still had that spark and that idea. And that's so important. You guys, if you have that, that magic little spark in you. That's like, I know it's something in this area or in this field or in this path, but I don't quite know what the thing is. Try different things, like try different jobs or business ideas in that area or under that umbrella until the right thing sticks. It's okay. If you fail a couple of times, even like 10 times before you really land on the thing that is the thing that you end up doing. Yes. I mean, it's so funny to think about what I'm doing now. And then I think about it nine years ago, Mm -hmm. it's nowhere close, but it got me to where I am now. Like I had to move forward and then take 10 steps back and then go forward a little bit. It was definitely not a straight line, but you learn so much. I mean, you just try different things. And if you still have it in you, like, I know that I'm almost there. I just have to yeah. figure out what it is. Completely. Oh my gosh. Completely. So I also love the story of you, like, like art directing everybody at your job or like nutrition <laughs> direct. I think of it as art directing. Cause that's in my actress head, but like, <laughs> like helping it, like curating the healthy space. And as you know, my listeners are a lot of entrepreneurs. Most of us are working from home, trying to keep our shit together. Um, And I would love to know if you have any small changes, because I'm listening to you going, oh, I should take the stairs instead of the elevator to my condo, or I probably shouldn't have that third cup of coffee and maybe swap it out for something else. So what are a couple, if you don't mind, of of tips 
for people who work from home, maybe people who don't have a lot of time. I know you're a mom. I know there are a lot of moms who listen, little changes that people might be able to make that healthy choice or change. Yeah. I mean, I think this can apply to whether you're working from home or you're working in an office, the things that we're eating and our daily routines affect our mood and our productivity so much. And so if you're in the routine, like, especially when you're working from home, where you just kind of like roll out of bed, you get to your computer, maybe you have like a bagel, you're kind of snacking throughout the day. It's like my office is attached to my kitchen. So literally I can go in and out all day, just like having the snack attack. And then you just kind of feel blah and sluggish and like not inspired. You're not getting everything done. It's such a huge connection. I mean, I'm sure you've heard about like this gut brain connection. How they're oh my gosh. Happy. I want to know so much more about the gut brain connection. It's fascinating to me. Oh, there's, and there's so much out there. Like I've read so many different books on it. I can give you a couple Please um, do. questions, but it is such a important thing to realize. And if you're getting to that three o'clock, like afternoon slump, and you're like, I can't make it through the day. I just like, I don't want to answer another email. Think back to like what you've been eating throughout the day. And is that affecting how you feel? I think that, um, talking about small changes, like I would start with one meal at a time. So for me, a couple years ago, or I guess when I was like back in the insurance world, every day I would start the day with like a big bowl of oatmeal and which isn't an unhealthy thing, you know, it's whole grains and there's sure. some fiber in there, but I'd have a big bowl of oatmeal and then I'd have a latte and two hours later I was starving. So then I'm like, what's my snack? What's my snack? And I'm not focused on working. I'm not being productive. And what I realized is by switching up what I was having for breakfast and instead of having something that's like pretty much straight carbs and having something that was higher in fiber and protein and some healthy fats, that was giving me so much more fuel to make it through to lunch mm -hmm. that there were times that I'm like, oh, I skipped my snack and I didn't even think about it. You know, not, not that I'm like trying to eat less, but that I was just having more foods that were satiating and making me feel good and giving me like the energy to stay focused. Yes. Um, and that just made such a difference to me. So whether that's like, maybe you have a couple eggs with some avocado and some berries, something like that, just like real whole fresh foods that are going to power you through a little bit more is going to make such a big difference. And then also thinking about like your sugar intake throughout the day. I have such a sweet tooth. As you know, by looking at my blog, like <laughs> my sweet section is triple the size of every other category. So I love my sweets and I have them every day, but I feel like what happens is you have your sweet and you immediately are like, Oh, I feel good. You're on this like sugar high and I have a little bit more energy. And then so soon after you crash and you're like, oh, I'm craving more or I'm craving like the pretzels or the chips or like the salty salt. Snack. Yeah. And just kind of giving that a makeover, like, okay, instead of reaching for the sweets or the carbs at three, let me try to have something that's like a little bit more filling and satisfying, maybe like veggies and guacamole or hummus or, um, 
I make these like turkey roll-ups where you do like a piece of turkey and then some cucumber and avocado and put some hummus in there and just roll it up. And it's like, I have oh. made those a million times now. Yeah. They're it's, such a good go-to. It's so easy, like quick filling snack. And it's, I think if like your purpose is, let me have a snack that's going to power me through the afternoon and just get everything done thinking about these foods that are just going to make you feel good versus like sending you on this like sugar high crash, you know, totally. Do you dream about people coming to your website and telling you, I cannot wait to work with you. I've been looking for this forever. I feel like I already know you. Can I please pay you to help me? Or maybe you just want to feel more confident when you sit down to write something for your business, knowing your words aren't just evaporating into the ether of the internet, but instead are connecting with your ideal customers. Look, after years as a freelance copywriter, I can very confidently tell you that no matter what business you're in, great copy turns words on the page into dollars in the bank, just like magic, which is why I want to make sure you know that my signature course copy class is currently open for enrollment. Now, here's the thing. You can hire a professional copywriter. But honestly, that could cost you thousands and it just doesn't make sense to hire someone every freaking time you need to write something for your business, which is why I specifically designed copy class for non-writers, entrepreneurs who want to learn to write their own high converting copy without breaking the bank or spending hours staring at the blinking cursor of death. Copy class covers everything you need to know from the psychology behind why certain writing works to honing in on your actual ideal customer, AKA people who are truly going to give you their monies to how to write a website that converts start to finish. And finally, how to send emails that convert and sell. So if you want to learn more about copy class, see what's inside and hear from past students, head to kelseyforemost.com slash copy class. That's kelseyforemost.com slash C-O-P-Y-C-L-A-S-S. I think what's really interesting about what you're saying, it's almost like there's a way to fuel your body that promotes consistency like consistent mm-hmm. energy versus the up and down roller coaster. Right. And I also want to be clear, you guys, if you're listening, like this isn't about necessarily like losing weight or anything like that. No, this is about being healthy and like Lindsay said, helping to balance your mood and increase productivity and be more creative. Like that's what we're talking about. And I, I am a perfect example of like, when I am not fueling my body or moving my body, um, in a way that is positive, then I can't focus. I crash. I, like you said, I don't feel like responding to emails. I find that I'm scrolling on social media a lot more distracted. Oh my God. I think that almost more than anything, like food and sleep are the two things that you're never going to be able to get away with not paying attention to for the rest of your life. So you may as well enjoy it. (laughs) 
make it good. Totally. It's so true. And then I also think, like you said about moving your body, you know, maybe when you're having that afternoon snack attack, instead of just like going back and forth into the kitchen or seeing what's in your snack drawer at your desk, like take that moment to get up and just go outside, get some fresh air, maybe do like a lap around the office or around your house if you work from home, get the blood flowing a little bit, like get your energy up and then come back to your desk feeling a little bit more refreshed. I think that's something that takes five minutes and can make a big difference. Totally. I remember when I was working in an office in LA for a while working for this media company and I would, I knew that I had like a phone call with like that I had to listen in on almost every day. And I just started taking those. I would walk through the parking lot during those calls because if I just sat in my little like dark corner in the office, it would just be so depressing. And Oh God, it was such a small change, but it made such a huge difference. Such a huge difference. Now there's one thing I definitely don't want to miss out on talking to you about because I myself am not a mom, like I said, but a lot of my listeners are, and you are a mom to an adorable, oh my God, is he two yet? He's going to be two in November. (gasps) So when this airs, it's going to be like, I'm, I'm planning on releasing this probably right before or around Thanksgiving. Okay. So because oh. I feel like it's a great time to be talking to people about some of these habits that yes. <laughs> might need to hit that reset button. Um and so you're a mom. Noah's gonna be two when this comes out, which is wild. Great. Would you have any tips for moms either like it doesn't matter whether it's on the entrepreneurship side or whether it's on the nutrition side, just like any words of wisdom for the mamas out there. Yes. And maybe I should say what we were talking about a little bit before we started recording, which was, I was so honored that you wanted me to be on the podcast and I was having a little bit of like anxiety. And I texted you this morning. (laughs) I kind of feel like a fraud going on the podcast and talking about entrepreneurship and business because I'm so like deep into mom mode right now. And the only times that I get anything done is nap time, which like sometimes I get things done and sometimes I get half a thing done and I'm like, oh my God, (laughs) you know, I feel like so unproductive some days, but my number one priority is Noah. And you were so sweet. You were like, that's the things that we want to hear because they're it's real and that's what so many people are going through and I think like as an entrepreneur people who are like doing their side hustle and pursuing their passion it's like that's your baby and you work so hard on it and then you have a baby and an it's actual like human every- baby <laughs> and then everything you know goes lower on the priority list and it's that's great. You know, like it's okay. And that's just a phase of life. And there's going to be a a time that he's in school that I'm like, I miss, I'm going to miss it. That like, he's my little sidekick. We're together constantly, especially in these COVID days where like, you know, if it were a normal time, I probably would have brought in someone to help me more with him. And I would have been working way more, but I didn't. And I have, I'm so lucky that I have my family 
and my mom takes Noah every Tuesday. That's like their special day together. So that's my day to get things done. And I swear by the end of my Tuesdays, I'm like, oh, it's me. Like I feel like myself <laughs> again. I got some things done and I use like my creativity and my brain to do more than have a conversation with <laughs> Noah about trash trucks and like whatever else you're obsessed with at the moment. And it feels so good to do that. And it's hard to find the balance, but like, I, I, I love what I do and I am grateful that it's something I can ramp up when I want to and just kind of step back and be more present with him when I want to too. So that wasn't a tip. That's just like where I'm at. In it life. is a tip though. It is a tip because thank you for sharing that. That's no small potatoes. Um, it is so important for people to hear multiple perspectives about what being a working mom looks like, because being a mom is work. Like, oh my God, that is a job. It is. I've heard the hardest job. I mean, God, I babysat for one weekend this past weekend. And I literally was like, how do people <laughs> who have children 24 seven do anything? Like it's, it's so a miracle. Done. I know it's, and it, it, it is such a hard job. I think I'm trying to think who said it to me and like how perfectly they said it. Like it's the hardest job I ever loved. Mm, and it's beautiful. It's so exhausting. Some days there are days that I'm like, I want to cry because I am so tired and I feel like a shell of myself. And then I put him down for bed and I spend the rest of the night looking at pictures of him. I'm like, yeah, what's wrong with me? <laughs> that so. makes so much sense though, because it's like, uh, there's not a lot of, um, and again, I, I myself, I'm not a mom. So take all of this with a grain of salt, but I feel like there's this huge lack of conversation about like the different emotions that one might go through in a day as a mom, like you're not, you're never going to be able to fake your way being through fucking exhausted. Yeah. Right. Like that you're allowed, you're allowed to feel exhausted. You're allowed to be like, Oh, thank God it's a Tuesday. And, and love your child more than anything on this green earth. I think it's important to have that. Like, I mean, I think it's amazing. Anyone who's like a stay at home mom that's with their kids all the time. It's incredible. I also think it's amazing to have your thing that like makes you feel super fulfilled and inspired and creative and to find that balance. And like, maybe my balance right now is 90% mom and 10% of that. Mm-hmm. But even having that 10%, like if he's napping for a couple hours and I get to develop recipes and turn on music in the kitchen and like get on my camera and shoot it and put together blog posts or work with a brand that I love working with. I'm partnering and like creating recipes and testing things out. It just makes me feel so good to do that for my, for my business and for myself and to have that. And also to have like with my husband, when Noah's asleep and it's like, okay, let's not just talk about Noah all night. Like, (laughs) let me tell you what else is going on and like things that I'm working on that I'm excited about. It just, it's nice to have like a little bit of both. And I'm so grateful that I had it, that I have it. So I feel like, I guess my tip is to figure out, even if it's not like a 50, 50 balance, Mm -hmm. if it's something that's so important to you, how can you keep it up and how can you get it done? So whether that's during nap time, whether that's like at night, I mean, there's a lot of times that I'm like on my computer until 10 o'clock 
because I didn't get to it during the day, but I don't mind it because I love doing it. So finding that time and blocking it out in your calendar, like to make sure it happens because as a mom, as like a working person, you don't have to be a mom. There's a million things to do when you have your free time. It's like, should I be cooking, meal prepping, doing laundry, calling my grandma? Like, what should I be doing (laughs) now? And so just finding the time, putting it on your calendar and like knowing that it's going to make you a better person a more like focused mom because you got your other things done. Yeah. Oh, I love that. It's almost like allowing yourself to eliminate the guilt because it's the way that you show up as a better mom, Mm -hmm. like investing in yourself and giving yourself that like shot of creativity and energy and like remembering who you are. Yeah. It's going to help you show up so much better when he wakes up from that nap. And I want to teach him that one day too, you know, like I want to show him what it's like to pursue your passions and like how that can really fuel you and get you excited. And, and we do a lot of these things together. Like he's so young, but he's already climbing up into this little ladder thing in the kitchen so he can cook with me. And I feel like he's getting, you know, more adventurous in the foods that he'll try if he's a part of making it. And so it takes me 10 times as long to make a recipe when he's helping me, but (laughs) it's fun. And it's like, I get to show him this piece of something that I love and make him be a part of it. I love that. And like you said earlier, one of the beauties of following that creative passion is that you're the boss of you and you get to ramp it up when you are ready and not a moment sooner. And if you need to take another step back later, you can do that. And if you want to make it more of your full time, you can do that too. There's such a beautiful freedom once you take the leap of really setting yourself up to have your creative passion be your source of income. And I just, it breaks my heart to see so many people holding back because they're afraid of the money piece. There's absolutely a way that, I mean, look at what happened to Lindsay. Someone out of the blue was like, can I be your client? Like you are going to find people who need your gifts and your expertise. So why not throw some spaghetti at the wall, some gluten-free spaghetti at the wall (laughs) and see what sticks. (laughs) It's so true. I also think that it forces you to get creative. Like the busier you are and the less time you have. And if you've made your passion, your business is like, okay, how am I going to make this work? I don't have the time I used to have. What can I do? So something that really changed with my business was like, I didn't have time to work one-on-one with clients anymore. And I felt like there was so much more I could do in that hour that I'd be just with one person. Like I could move this online and I could help so many people at once. So what I did was I took all of my all of my nutrition stuff that I had put together for one-on-one clients. And I basically put it into an online program, which then eventually became my ebook. It's on my yeah, website. Yeah, it's great, you guys. We'll put the link in the show notes. Yeah, so that's a four-week um, guide to like getting back to the basics of healthy living. It's meal plans, grocery lists, recipes, all of my like healthy living handouts. And now it lives on my site and I can promote it whenever I want. And it's just a way for me to like, keep the business going without me necessarily being super hands-on while doing it. 
Love so that. I think like the busier you get, you have to get more creative of like, okay, I have this thing that I want to share with people that's helping people. How can I do it? How can I automate it and make it something that I can scale, but not necessarily put 10 times the amount of time into Totally. I mean, one of the sponsors of this podcast is Kajabi, which is a knowledge commerce platform, yeah. which basically mm-hmm. means like a place where you can host your online courses or digital products. And yeah. I specifically reached out to them because I was like, you guys have truly changed my life. Like being able to scale and serve more people like that. And I'm just talking about it right now. This isn't even an ad, but like, <laughs> it's just, it's so empowering and freeing to make that move. And to, like you said, get creative. Okay. I'm going to be a mom. I'm going to have less time. How do I figure this out? How I know I'm not going to be able to meet one-on-one with people. So how do I pivot this? So it's possible. It's possible. It's possible. Don't hold yourself back because you don't know where to start. Well, (laughs) so Lindsay, where can people find you and support you? Um, at weeknight bite, it's weeknight bite pretty much everywhere. Weeknight spelled normal N I G H T bite.com or weeknight bite at Instagram. Um, where else? I don't know. That's great. And we'll put all of this stuff in the show notes and tagger and all the things and definitely check out those programs because if you are like me and you're just like, dude, just tell me what to do. <laughs> like, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. Um, they're a great resource. So especially because we're about to go into the holiday season, this is going to come out in November. Um, and for me, like, I love the holidays. I love splurging around the holidays and just like not thinking about it and eating whatever the F I want. So I like kind of have to ramp up my, uh, being a little bit better during the week and like, you know, the weeks around the holidays. Yeah. So this is a great time to figure out a couple of habits that work for you guys. Yeah. And I think like there's room for that, you know, yeah. you have, like a healthy, happy life. You should be able to have your peppermint bark and like all of your favorite holiday goodies and not feel bad about it and still have a healthy diet. So like, there's a way to do it. And like you said, you can follow the program maybe in November before the holidays. Yeah. Follow it after as like a little reset. It's just kind of always there when you need it. And you should enjoy the holidays. We all should enjoy the holidays. It's like a great part of life. I agree. I think I'm going to go make some pumpkin chocolate chip cookies right now. Lindsay, thank you so much for coming on Find Your Magic. This was such a great conversation and I know it's going to help a lot of people feel less alone. Oh, thank you for having me, Kelsey. It was so good to catch up with you. All right. Take care, magic makers. Hey, Magic Maker, if you made it to the end of this episode, it means you're truly committed to inviting more magic into your life. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and follow Find Your Magic on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to this stuff. Each review truly means so much to me. Thank you for being here. Now go out there and find your magic.